So a couple of weeks before we started this sermon series on strange and weird life challenges. Strange and weird life challenges. In the first week we said even though fear is not strange and unusual, God doesn't want us to live in fear. In the second week, we asked this question, is it strange to feel useless? And if you don't realize the wisdom of God that is seen in the diversity of his creation, if we don't understand his wisdom, or if we don't base our worth on what God thinks about us, and also if we don't find a place where we are needed, we will find ourselves useless and we need to come back to God and try to understand his wisdom and we need to get back to God to know how much he values us and also we need to find a place where we can be used by God and God wants us to know God wants us to know the, how much worth, how much value he has placed on you and on me. And last week we asked this question, is it strange to get frustrated? And we understood how frustrating, frustrate, how much frustration is seen today, which are so common among people. And we learned from the life of Moses, a frustrated leader. And today, as we continue this series on strange and weird life challenges, we are going to ask another question. Is it strange to get tempted? If you can say that with me, if you can read that with me, is it strange to get tempted? Unlike fear, feeling of uselessness, getting frustrated, unlike those things, temptation is considered as a bad thing that could ever happen to a human being. When the moment you say temptation, what comes in our mind is a very bad thing, the ugly things which we don't want to speak about, we don't want to think about. In fact, temptation is not a bad thing. It is a common thing among human beings. This morning I want to tell you that temptation is not a bad thing, it is just a common thing that we see today among the human being. If you don't feel tempted, there is something wrong with you. If you are not getting tempted, I'm telling you there is something wrong with you. Either you are dead, I'm not saying that, either you are unconscious probably, or emotionally you are numb, or physically you are incapable or you would have probably lost your senses already all five senses of touch sight hearing smell and taste either one of this would have happened to you that's the reason you are not getting tempted so what I feel is, you know, you are getting tempted because you are alive you are getting tempted, I am getting tempted because I am a human being so we feel tempted because our whole being, our body, our spirit, our emotions are in want. They have a great desire. Our body has a great desire. Our emotions and spirit, we all together, we have great desire in us. That's the reason we are getting tempted. 
So is it strange to get tempted? My answer is no. It's not strange to get tempted. What is temptation? If you can go to the next slide, please. Temptation or testing is something that Bible says that a believer will experience. Temptation is not just only for believers. Temptation is not just only for Christians. All the human beings, they get tempted. Temptation is something that is commonly seen among the believers. If you can go to the next slide. God tests us to bring out the best in us. And, but the devil tests us or tempts us to bring out the worst in us. God allows temptations and tests in our lives to bring the best out of it. But at the same time, Satan allows temptations in our lives. Satan throws temptations in our lives to bring out the worst from our lives. So being tested or being tempted is not sin. But it all depends how do we deal with the temptation. And that's what we are going to talk about this morning. Let's try to understand temptation a little more. Let's say you are walking along the side streets nearby your house. And as you are walking, you just found a wallet laying on the ground. And as usual you do, you looked here and there and you couldn't find anybody. And you picked the wallet. And you opened the wallet and you saw there are several hundred dollar bills in the wallet and a couple of credit cards and the driver's license to identify the driver, uh, sorry, the owner. So this constitutes a temptation right now. You have a wallet which is filled with money and it is not yours and nobody else is seeing and that's a, that forms a temptation. It's a good scenario to talk about. And you could justify saying that the owner has enough money. Probably he doesn't need this. You can decide to keep it with you. Now there comes sin. Or you could probably, you can contact the credit bureau or you can contact DMV and report that you know you found such a such a thing because there is an identification there. And probably the owner may contact you and he may, he may get the, his position in return. And here you escape from sin. So temptation is not sin. But what is done with the temptation determines whether someone is sinning or not. Listen to me this morning. Test or temptation is allowed by God in the lives of believers. You can say that am I, am I, am I, I am a child of God. Why God is allowing tests and temptations in my life? And Bible says very clearly we are tested and we are tempted every moment. And as I said, God tests us to bring good out of us. But Satan throws temptations and tests to bring the worst out of us. So temptation is an urge or a desire that is, some, that is what we have seen to do something that we are not supposed to do. Temptation is a desire and urge to do something that we shouldn't be doing it. All of us attempt to do what we know is wrong. All of us attempt to do the things that are outside the will of God. We face these temptations and when we fail in those temptations, we feel guilt. We feel shame of the sin that we have committed. 
You know, this morning I'm just talking about what I go through in my life and what all of you go through in your lives. Even people that are trying to do the right things, you know, they fall into the trap of the enemy because he ensnares us by throwing the temptations on our way. You know, sometimes our spiritual life is like a roller coaster. It goes up spiritually. We are high and we are doing well. And at times we are spiritually so low. And that moment comes in our lives because we have yielded to temptation. So temptation is something that we handle every day in our lives. So it's not strange to get tempted. So let's try to find out, you know, how we can deal with this temptation. That's very interesting. And it is very appropriate during a time such as this. I will just get you in a moment there. Number one, temptation is common. Temptation is common. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. Here Paul writes, No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Temptation is common among men. But God will not tempt you more than what you can bear. The temptation, when temptation comes on your way, God also makes a way of escape. You know, today many times we think that the temptations we are going through is so unique. We think that, you know, we assume that no one else on the face of this earth had this particular thought that I am thinking today. No one else on the face of this earth never dreamt this dream, this ugly dream that I dreamt. We may be thinking at times no one else had ever tried to do what I am doing in my life. At times we are embarrassed, even, you know, even we attempt to do such things, we are so embarrassed to say those things and to think about those things in our lives. This morning we are talking about temptation which is common, as Paul says. Paul says here, everyone is tempted. You know, you haven't faced a single temptation that was not already faced by someone else on the face of this earth. Temptation is so common among men and women. You know, this certainly gives us a comfort that knowing that someone else has already gone through the temptation is not just only me going through it. The similar temptations are seen already experienced and people came out of this temptation in a good way or bad way in one way or the other they came out of this temptation that gives me a certain amount of courage to handle those situations in my life at the same time temptation doesn't give freedom or room for us to sin even though it is common among men it doesn't give us room for to, to room to sin in the bible both men and women, they got tempted in different ways at different point of times and times in their lives. They all responded in different ways. <laughs> Eve got tempted by the forbidden fruit of the tree and she yielded to temptation. Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. Yet he was tempted when he saw Bathsheba bathing and he committed sin. Peter, who the one who first proclaimed the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ to the Jews and the Gentiles, 
He was tempted to deny the Lord and he sinned. Even Jesus was tempted by devil in the wilderness. So getting temptation is common. Being tempted is not a sin. But how we handle temptation determines whether we sin or not. So we talked about temptation being common. Number two, <coughs> temptation is lifelong. If you can say that with me, temptation is lifelong. Temptation is a mysterious thing. Temptation continues as we progress in our lives through different phases and seasons of our lives. We can never relax thinking that, oh, okay, temptation is all done with me. I've done with all the temptation that I'm supposed to handle in my life. Temptations are all over. Now, today onwards, I'm not going to get tempted because I have fasted 21 days. I have fasted 40 days. And your temptation, you, you know what I'm talking about. Your temptation would have begun on the first day of your fasting. Jesus fasted 40 days. And he was just handling temptation the moment he comes out of fasting. So your fasting is not going to help. Your fasting is not going to stop your temptation. Temptation is lifelong. We can never relax in the childhood days. If you think about it, maybe buying toys. Wherever you went, whichever house you visited, you used to hold on to a toy. At least you see that happening in your children. You, they hold on to a toy and they won't give the toy. And mom and dad beg behind the, going behind the child saying that this doesn't belong to us. Who cares? I want this. I want this. Today it may be video games for children. Today it may be gaming gadgets and cell phones and tablets and various other things and all. They are causing temptation to them. In the teenage days, it may be video games and board games and you know, various other things. Mobile devices and gadgets and movies and friendships. You know, those are the things that causes temptation during that season of our life. Do you think that it gets over there? It continues in your youth time. When you are in, in your youthful days, <laughs> sometimes it may be overeating. It may be addiction. It may be some of the relationship struggles that you are going to. You are getting tempted every time in your life. Once you start working, you may think that, you know, I, be, I have become a professional now. No more temptation. I'm going to get rid of all the temptations in my life. You may be think that, thinking that everything gets got over already. When you start working, you may be getting tempted to buy more stuff. Ordering things online. Sometimes you are crazy of cars, buying cars and making investments and all those kind of things in your life. They are not good, but you know, some of those temptations can lead you to sin. When you become a family, you know, I got married, I got married and you know, I'm going to think that and assume that all the temptations are going to get over. In fact, you know, your temptation grows into, in fact, your temptation multiplies when you got married. Your lifestyle changes. Various entertainment scenarios. You start satisfying your sensual needs and desires, addiction and bondages. During the middle age, you go through the middle age crisis of you know, broken marriages, divorces, evil companies, addiction, gambling, and all those kind of things that come upon mankind. I'm not just talking about just only the believer. I'm just talking about mankind in general. During the old age, do you think that the temptation gets over? You become sentimental about the past. 
and you become complaining or you become negative about what is happening currently at times you exaggerate the past hurts and the wrong things that happened in your life and you bring that to memory and you try to process those things and you fall into temptation by doing it in the old age fear about future fear about death temptation to become less social and try to isolate temptation of feeling getting the feeling of abandonment bitterness doubt and so many kind of temptation that come on our way even during our elderly ages temptations are not going to get over being a christian doesn't really exempt you from getting tempted being anointed doesn't really exempt you from getting tempted our age doesn't exempt us from getting tempted our precision doesn't exempt us from getting tempted temptation is lifelong this morning god wants you to pay attention to what god trying god is trying to tell you even in the ministry of jesus jesus was tempted in the wilderness when he just started his ministry <coughs> at the beginning of his ministry jesus was tempted in the wilderness he thought he could escape the temptation even as he was ending his ministry in the garden of gethsemane there was a temptation of flesh to escape from the cruel death if that would have happened to jesus in the beginning of the ministry the temptation started i'm sure he would have experienced temptation all along even at the end of his life end of his ministry the temptation did not leave him temptation is lifelong temptation is born with us and temptation will die only with us temptation will only die with us one can get easily tempted in the garden of eden or another one can get easily tempted in the wilderness one can easily get tempted on the rooftop or one can easily get tempted in this workplace if you can go to the next slide even during this pandemic there is a strong temptation or pull by the religious social medical and political misinformation that is fed into the news streams and social media causing tremendous amount of fear confusion stress and anxiety there is a great temptation to read those mis uh, communications the wrong communication the misinformation that is available in the social media and in the news media there's a temptation to read and temptation to react based on that that eventually cause fear confusion anxiety and worry temptation is lifelong and it can happen in bad times it can happen even in good times I want you to think in this way if job could be tempted to the point where he was asked even to curse God and die. If Job could have been tempted to that extent of cursing God and dying. If devil could dispute and argue and fight for the body of Moses. How much more he throws temptations on our way until the end of our lives this morning we are talking about temptation that's being lifelong and we cannot cut short that it, it continues our lives along with our lives temptation 
is common, but temptation is lifelong. Finally, temptation is escapable. Temptation is escapable. If you can go back to the same scripture that we read, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But I want you to read this highlighted portion. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And this is what once Martin Luther said. I want you to listen to this. Martin Luther said, temptations, of course, cannot be avoided. But because we cannot prevent the birds flying from flying over our heads, there is no need that we should let them nest in our hair. Temptations, of course, cannot be avoided. But because we cannot prevent the birds from flying over our heads, there is no need that we should let them nest in our hair. Temptations are lifelong, but temptations can be prevented. Temptations are lifelong, but temptation is escapable. You know, God never brings us to a dead end. I want you to listen to me this morning. God never wants us to bring us to a dead end where we are forced to face temptation. God never brings us to a dead end where we are forced to face temptation. He doesn't do that. Temptation is not a God problem. Temptation is our problem. I just want to repeat what I said right now. God never brings us to a dead end and asks us to fall into the temptation. No, he brings us to a junction where we have an option to escape temptation. God brings us to a junction where he gives us an option to escape from the temptation. So temptation is not God's problem, but temptation is our problem. I want to read from James chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. If you can read James chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, Bible says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Verse 14, James chapter 1, but each one <laughs> is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Shall we read the scripture again together? James chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So temptation is not God's problem. Temptation is our problem. But always God makes a way to escape. You know, that's what this morning we are saying. We are saying temptation is escapable. God always makes a way of escape. You know, God can only make the way of escape, but it is you and I need to walk in that way to escape from temptation. You know, God always, as I said, brings us to a junction where we always see a side road. You see a bypass. You see a front edge. Or you see a service road. You know, some of the highways, they have service road. 
God always brings you to a junction where you have a service road as an option. You can always get into the junction and take the service road and go to your destination where you want to go. You may be slow. You may be coming across a couple of lights on your way, but still you will be able to reach the destination. The service road is going to help you. And God is always asking you that do not fall into the temptation, but just look for those opportunities where you can find those service roads, the side roads. Proverbs says in Proverbs chapter 14, verses 14 and 15, chapter 4, verses 14 and 15, do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Verse 15 is important. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. You know, scripture is very clear. I want you to imagine a junction where you can have, continue to travel in the highway. Or you can take an exit and take the service road where there is no temptation. But God is asking you this morning, avoid it. Temptation is escapable. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Temptation is escapable. There are two ways you and I can escape temptation. And just, you know, uh, uh, once I say these things, we are just going to pray in a moment. Temptation is escapable. There are two different ways you and I can escape temptation. Number one, use scriptures to escape temptation. Use scriptures to escape temptation. When the devil asked Jesus, sorry, when the devil came to Jesus and he asked, he asked this is what he asked, turn these stones into bread. Cast yourself down so that you may be get carried by the angels. Fall down and worship God. That's what the devil came to Jesus and told. And Jesus, you know that Jesus always quoted scriptures to escape those temptations. Scriptures are powerful tools to escape temptation. You know, Bible says Jesus was tempted like us. Hebrews chapter 4, 4 verse 15. The writer of Hebrew writes saying, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. We have our Father in heaven. We have our Lord Jesus Christ, who was tempted in all the ways that we are tempted. You know, you may be saying, you may be asking, you know, some of the children may ask this question at the Sunday school, and but I, I, I know you are asking that question too today. Did Jesus ever face what I am facing today? Did Jesus ever get tempted to drive 100 miles per hour in the highway, in the interstate highway where we are supposed to drive 65 miles per hour? Did Jesus get tempted this way? Did Jesus ever get tempted to vape or smoke marijuana? Did Jesus get tempted in this way? You know, what Jesus experienced on that day and what we are experiencing today is just the one and the same. We find that in the scripture, scripture talks about it. What Jesus experienced in the wilderness, the kind of temptation that the devil was throwing in front of him, the kind of temptation that was coming out of his own flesh. You and I experience today on the face of this earth. 1 John chapter 2 verse 16, John writes saying, this is what he says, for all that is in the world, including what Jesus experienced and including what I am experiencing and you are experiencing. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world.
The first one, lust of the flesh. Note it down. That's the area of your passion. The lust of your flesh is the area of your passion. And devil tempts us through that way, through that entrance. He tempts us to sin and walk away from God. Secondly, the second one, the lust of your eyes. The area of our possessions want everything that we see. Even though our financial status doesn't allow that, we want that because he has that. We want to buy this because he bought that. We want to build a house better than somebody else built. Today, your financial situation doesn't allow you to do it because you want it because of somebody else already having it. The third one, pride of life. Pride of life is the area of pride. The Christendom suffered right from beginning and even today with the third one, the area of pride, the calamity that we see today on the face of this earth, the destruction that comes upon some of the states of India and today we see in the nation of India is because of the third one, not because of the first one and the second one. It is the third one, the pride of life, the pride that corrupted children of God. And Jesus overcame all these three temptations by using scriptures. Very powerful tool. We need to memorize, we need to meditate, we need to write it down, we need to hang it everywhere in our houses, we need to share that in our WhatsApp group, we need to do everything that's possible to educate ourselves on the word of God. So number two, God wants us to use prayer as a tool to escape temptation. When Jesus taught his disciples on how to pray, you know, this is how he asked us to pray. A couple of scriptures I want you to read before that it says that we can't just speak randomly. We can't just say any word. The repetitive words that we are pouring, you know, during our prayer time, God is not pleased in those things. God wants us to pray with knowing what you are asking, knowing what you are praying. At times our prayer is, you know, it's a time to teach God. At times we use the prayer to, you know, to, 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 to talk to somebody through the prayer. We want to convey a message through a prayer. At times we want to slander somebody through the prayer. We misuse prayer at times and this is how God wants us to pray. Matthew chapter 6, 10 to 13. If this is what Jesus wants me to pray, I pray this prayer and this prayer is a meaningful prayer. This Jesus says, our Father in heaven. I want you to read this with me, along with me. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Verse 13, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus wants, to, wants us to pray for our physical needs. Verse 11, give us our daily bread. He wants us to ask for our needs to be met. Jesus wants, to, wants us to pray for our spiritual needs. Verse 12, forgive our debts as we forgive others. Spiritual needs. Forgiveness is a spiritual quality that God wants to see in us. The same way, 
Jesus wants us to pray for our moral needs. Verse 13, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Prayer is a powerful tool. If not, Jesus would not have taught the disciples to pray in this way. He asked them to pray. Not only that, prayer is the only mechanism that holds us from falling into temptation. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. I'm reading from NIV. Bible says, Jesus said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. What we need to do, watch and pray so that we will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We pray for many other things today. But God wants us to, God is drawing your attention to pray so that we may fall into temptation. Temptation is escapable, but we need to use the word of God and prayer not to, in, order to, in order not to follow, fall into temptation. This morning, I believe God is speaking to us. We are just going to close in a moment. If you can just close your eyes wherever you are, as I summarize, temptation is common to man. You don't need to worry. You don't need to get afraid that you are getting tempted. You don't need to worry that you know you are getting tempted more than everybody. It's common to everybody. Temptation is lifelong. We cannot get away with temptation. With our spiritual abilities, with our closeness with God, we don't think that we can get away with the temptation. Otherwise, the devil would not have come to Jesus. If devil could have access to Jesus to tempt him, if his flesh has access to him, to his will to get, to get him tempted, why not? He can do it for you and for me. Temptation is escapable by using the word of God and prayer. Shall we just close our eyes for a moment as we get into a short time of prayer?